In der zentralen Position, Los Fatze hat er vor sich, dann ist es Fjernhoff, er ist im Strafraum und er trifft, Tor, Tor, für die Frankfurter Eintracht, 5 zu 1, Harriet, welche Leistung. Welcome to the German Fußball Podcast, as we discuss the conclusion of the first round of the Bundesliga. We had a thrashing in Frankfurt, we had a Dortmund team that won ugly for a change, we have the undisputed Kings of Berlin. And we also have the return of Timo Werner to RB Leipzig. We have one of the biggest transfers of 2023 set in stone. And we also have a 34-year-old who is a solution to Dortmund's center-forward issues. I wish you welcome, first of all, Dad, from England. Here Just arrived. Are. Just arrived. And tell, tell the audience how, how that was. Yeah, I guess we have to link it up with Germany because there's a lot of talk in that the German players, they don't survive in, in England. And uh, Timo Werner, as we will speak more about, mm -hmm. going back to uh, Abel Leipzig. Sancho is not doing his stuff at uh, Old, uh, Old Trafford. Ladies and gentlemen, Erling Haaland, mm -hmm. just from the Bundesliga, straight into Premier League, scoring two goals. Massive to be a part of. Uh, massive to see him not only score his goals, but basically score his goals. Because mm -hmm. that 2-0 and... The penalty who led to his first goals was like we've seen him so many times in the Bundesliga. People who followed Dortmund, they will know his goals. So it's uh, the second goal is perfect. Mm -hmm. Grealish holding, 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 holding. Then turn around, get it into midfield and then to De Bruyne. De Bruyne with a perfect pass. And as we know, when Erling won against one against a goalkeeper, he always scores. Yeah. So two never goals. Doubt. Never in doubt. No. But they said that he wouldn't get that kind of space in the Premier League, they said. No. They said, uh, okay, let's see how we can adapt to the yeah. Premier League, to the Man City style of play, compilations after the Community Shield. Um, but then he does what he does. Is it surprising? Community Shield against Liverpool, uh, he was weak, they said. Uh, he didn't have his best game. We all saw that was not, uh, he was not that 100% fit. Van Dijk apparently had him in his pocket. Uh, we went from the stadium, walking down to uh, to the station with my with my colleagues, and we saw people with Erling Haaland shirt. And I said, "Did you just take it away?" But ha 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 ha, because mm -hmm. he's gone. He's he's gone. Yeah. But we all know that. And on on Saturday, I had the privilege to uh, or Sunday, I had the privilege to make a big article, a column in in Daily Mail. Mm -hmm. So I said it before the game because this guy he will score so many goals. And this that he won't make it in, in England. I mean, he he made it in the Champions League. He mm -hmm. scored against PSG. He scored against everybody. He scored two goals against Bayern. He always scored against Bayern. Never won till he got to Manchester City. They won in a friendly or a preseason guy game. Will there be much pressure on him? Yes, but I'm I'm reading at the moment a great book. It's, it's be a recommendation. We can put maybe put that out uh, yep. next to. I yep. link to that. Yep, Pep Linders, the assistant manager of Liverpool opened up the whole 21-22 mm -hmm. season for Liverpool. A lot of great quotes. You'll read it afterwards with my pen done. Yeah. In here. And one of the quotes said, Bill Shankly, the legendary Liverpool manager, he said, uh, to play on that level that these football players do, that is not pressure. That is a reward. Mm. And Erling Haaland is 22. And we keep forgetting that. But he ceases that reward. Yeah. He came to me after the game. And we did an interview. And when you look at him, he looks like he a lost the game, and b didn't score at all. Mm. So, but as I know him, I said, "So how are you feeling now inside that you're not showing?" And he said, I "Enormously proud. 
and you know they are as we are a, a, a family who's very tied up to each other the whole family was there I had Alfie Holland before the uh, in half time first time I've interviewed uh, father and the son at uh, at mm -hmm. a football game so it was just one of those days great to be there I was also there when he scored against um, Augsburg in his first game in the Bundesliga and then he scored a hat-trick and as we saw at Sky Sport when he did it with my colleague Jeff Shreves of Sky Sport he, he was swearing a bit we can do that on podcast <laughs> I think that's allowed yeah, right, yeah. to say shit but he said shit and then when um, when uh, Jeff Shreves said you're not allowed to swear he said oh shit I forget that <laughs> and, and which scene is that film do you remember that film Hugh no. Grant Love Actually when he looks for his girl, oh, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah, swearing yeah, yeah. all the time, and she's swearing. So I said to him, yeah, "It is a bit yeah, of that yeah, moment." Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a way, yeah, way, way. No, no, no. But anyway, anyway, anyway. The last reference on that, and I'll yeah. just say, when I look at players, I think, oh, like you said, it's pressure, but they look at it as a reward. Hmm. When I look at him, when I looked most other players, I can relate to like, oh, the pressure with him. He just there seems to be none. And if there is, he's very good at hiding it, at the very least. I think that is the, the thing, Marcus, and we have talked a lot about it, both your and your football career and my football career. And I think it was Michael Phelps, and I, I, I use I love mm -hmm. those quotes, the saying that is, you're 95% of the time you're in the dark, and you're just living for those 5% that you're in the light. And But I think that it's, it's a matter of how you're built as a, as a person. Uh, Erling, the way he's, the attitude he got on the pitch, it's, it's it's around his his person. He, he's good at blocking things out, mm -hmm. uh, but still he's nervous mm -hmm. he, as as everybody else. He knows that he, he knows the pressure, yeah. but he he has so belief in his uh, skill. He knows that if I get a passes, if they just understand what I tried to do, yeah. I would get the goals. Yeah. Well, a team that certainly wanted Erling Haaland but doesn't seem to need Erling Haaland at the moment is Bayern Munich. Thrashed. Our beloved. Yeah, I like Marcus. <laughs> Every podcast he got a shirt. Today he was sitting there. He's sitting there with we his We have prepper. to stand in solidarity. Yeah, We're yeah, there yeah. for the ups and the downs. But a 6-1 thrashing. They scored five against RB Leipzig. Looks like they're adapting well without Lewandowski. Before, and I want to discuss briefly the murmurs around Twitter. And yes, that's the representative this small of, a, of, the, rep, of the population. But in terms of being a farmer's league. And it's a, if it's an issue for but the Bundesliga that they start off with that game and they play the Europa League champions and quite frankly humiliate them at home. But let's first dissect what makes Bayern so good because Bayern is one of the best teams in the world. They win 6-1 and now we talk about Nabri, we talk about uh, Mane, we talk about Sané, but actually the standout player in all this is also Musiala as well. How how are they able to win so much and how do you see them having adapted um, without Lewandowski? Yeah, and, and when every season starts, Marcus, I, I, I guess all of us who are a fan of uh, German Bundesliga, we, we want to, to see them do well. Yeah. Uh, we want to see uh, the, the other teams do well. But it's not that like you want to do that Bayern should do bad, because Bayern is doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. uh, since the 70s, I'm that old, uh, I've been a big fan of the structures. They have used always f former football players like... Uli Hoeneß, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, Franz Beckenbauer, on and on, on and on. So they have this family, La Famiglia uh, yep. thing of, of them. What is interesting with Bayern as well is that they, the last two, three years, the areas where Dortmund were ahead of them, they've been doing well there as well. Right. As you were saying, Muziala, we can talk about, uh, but we have Davis from Canada. Yeah. He came from nowhere. Right. I mean, in all due respect, he came from nowhere into, mm -hmm. the, into the scene. Uh, and you you kind of develop these players all the Alaba 
We, we tend mm. to forget that Alaba... Kimmich. Kimmich. Mm -hmm. it, they are products. They just go through it. Alaba was there since he was a kid. He yeah. went through the, the whole system, which, which is very... And in recruiting now, Salahamidzic, we talked about him before in, in our special that I would recommend because that says a, a bit about Bayern. He was so criticized that he didn't produce, didn't get players. And then you had this thing that he talked with Haaland and Lewandowski was furious and so on and so on. But still, they are Mané. Is there yeah. delict? You have tell who they say. I think that that expression shouldn't be used a lot, but the new uh, Mbappé. Mm -hmm. I think that that shouldn't be uh, overused. But but still, they managed to do that, and and now they played the, the they played the Super Cup. They scored five against RB Leipzig, yeah. who is a challenger behind them. Dortmund, Leverkusen, RB Leipzig, yeah. all with the Red Bull money on the structure. And then you thought, well, they play Eintracht. My my old club. Yeah. Uh, you played for Eintracht as a kid, yeah. uh, and uh, and you thought self confidence, yeah. won the Europa League, playing at home with the best fans in in uh, in Germany. Mm -hmm. Everything was there. Mario Götze, Aurelio, new striker. You thought this is a chance. Yeah. Maybe we can start the season with a loss of Bayern. So we have excitement, and now you sit, we're sitting here six-one. Yeah. I couldn't believe it because I was sitting yeah. in an English game and I watched watched the game on my my iPhone. I I, I, I looked away. Yeah. And Musiala, back to Musiala. Musiala, when you see him, this is Bambi. Yeah. This is but this is Bambi being the the the, the lion, the the king of the jungle. Yeah, certainly uh, not a nice. I'm not seeing Bambi in the jungle, but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> we created new metaphor. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but Musiala and he's so thin, Marcus. Yeah. I interviewed him when they won the championship, and I thought I, I, I was talking to a kid. Yeah. But he is a good lad, great attitude, and on the pitch he's unbelievable. And Julian Nagelsmann said, "Now this man is world class, Weltklasse." Mm -hmm. And maybe, and he was a bit annoyed last season because he got self confidence last season. He wanted to play more. Yeah. But now he say he's gonna play there, and you will. I mean, you will see him in the World Cup. This is this guy would be in the midfield yeah. of Germany. Germany's gain, England's loss. Discussions there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fun fact. I saw it on the the Bayern and Germany Twitter account. They said that uh, he is the player who scored most Bundesliga goals before the age of twenty for Bayern. Thirteen. The only one who have done that quicker is Uli Hoeneß. So oh, yeah. it's a good. He looks like he's on the right back in the, on the right way. Years ago, yeah. Uh, if we take Frankfurt real quick, I saw the the press conference with 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 uh, Glasner, and he said that because they conceded two goals so early, and it seemed that after they did that, they kind of were so desperate to get to get that first goal, and that was a a recipe for Bayern to exploit that space even more uh, exactly. because there then in the second half by Frankfurt a bit less space. For Bayern to create, but before that, yeah, it was boys against men. Huh? It was boys, unfortunately, against men. And uh, you, when Bayern is one up, yeah. and you're chasing for it. I mean, there's been a discussion in Germany that maybe terrible, of course, and that is gives you a bit of branding of Farmers League in terms of the world brand, how competitive the league is. There are teams going to. To uh, to buy an Allianz Arena and think, well, play with a second team, we lose anyway. Mm -hmm. So. I think if we're going to praise Eintracht uh, for something, they, they went for it. Yeah, and, and, of and, and Of course. But but when you have Mane, you have Müller, you have Gnabry, you have Muziala, it's unbelievable. And Mane, yeah. I, I must say something about him. I mean, there was an Instagram from him that was on Twitter when I saw it. 
he he was watching Bayern Munich two play. Yeah, he was an amateur yeah, game. Yeah. He was Fair in play. the stand, and the players were just. I saw the players who've been in Bayern for like hundred years. Sadio Mane was in the stand doing the the shouting. <laughs> To be fair to him, he, he, he's probably learned a bit Germany when he was in, in Salzburg, yeah. where he played just down the road. But but what a player! And and but it's, Bayern won't get worse. Bayern Bayern will always have that culture. And now it's uh, now it's uh, it's Lewandowski who I mean that's yeah. that's what they're talking about. But I must say with Frankfurt, my boys, uh, they will do well. They will come back yeah, uh, in a couple of days. They're playing this week. They're playing Real Madrid. Yes. So they play Magdeburg. In the cup, where they won four nil, yeah. Mario Götze was per, was brilliant. Ein six, one six against um, Bayern, and then they play Real Madrid in the Super Cup. I, I think they will win that. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I will see, do my we'll see. thing. But the, the funny thing, they have the same president that I had back in the days. He is a tall guy, Fisher, President Fisher. He is he is a character, fantastic attitude, fantastic values against racism. He wants to be sustainable. He threw out this right wing part in his head. Anybody voting for him, just get out of my fucking yeah. stadium. Yeah. And in this podcast, you can say that. And the reason I'm building up for it because this week there was a big interview with him, and they asked him about Sadio Mane. Yeah. And Fisher said, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> and and I know him. That was nothing. And afterwards, people had a go at him, and people were saying after the game when Mane was so good, he lost six one, yeah. and he had to explain himself. Fisher is the nicest man alive. Yeah. He didn't mean it. I, I like that temperature. Yeah. He is the first one who will go over to Mané and say, you are a world-class. But Eintracht will come back and hopefully uh, in the Super Cup. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, as we look to the other games then, we had a uh, a big, big game between Dortmund and Leverkusen. And Dortmund weren't all too convincing, but win 1-0 against a team that Derek Ray on the last episode predicted would finish above Dortmund, how do you see that game? First of all, Derek is a bit like a lot of football experts. Or, mm, I will, he is an expert, but I will say commentator experts. Right. Yeah? Because they have, we, we have to define the roles. In the studio, you have the expert, yeah. you have the commentators, but then you have people like Derek who's also expert. So, yeah. yeah. They always want Leverkusen to do well. Is in Norway. Is everybody? They would say. They would Why say. Is that, though? No, because I, if you see Leverkusen, they're always good young kids. Yeah. Rudy Fala. Uh, uh, they have so run many. A, run a good, uh, good de- club, youth development. Good well, youth, yeah, yeah. Always getting the big names. Uh, well structured, a part of the big uh, concern, yeah. the company Bayer. So they will always, always. I know, I know my German football history. Derek do as well. It's not they do it out, but it's so interesting because I always have them because I don't think they will take that less last step. And 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 back in the days when they were losing the Champions League final, remember for that scene the Dinner Sedan goal. Yeah. They lost the the the, the German Bundesliga. After they lost in the last game, they, I think they just had to beat Unterhaching, who was in Bayern. They, this is the smallest club in Bayern, mm. and they won 2-0. Right. And they celebrated with Bayern, by the way. And then they lost the cup final, and then they were called, instead of Leverkusen, Neverkusen. Right. So, and then they went out of the cup, yeah. uh, of Elfsberg, Elfsberg, a third division. So, but as you say, I think it was very important for Dortmund to start well mm-hmm. in terms of get the the boys going, and you're winning against one of the guys who will one of the teams that will be a challenger. It's interesting. What is was sad last season is that they had a lot of injuries. Remember that maybe the club that had the most injuries. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, 
that with Sebastian Alea is, I mean, I mean, it's just so sad with with the cancer thing and everything. And we wish him, of course, all the all the best. And mm-hmm. hopefully we'll back. He's, I'm, I, I love him. I love him from my Frankfurt time. Uh, I, I met him. Great, great lad. Uh, Adeyemi came. He got injured now in the mm-hmm. first game. Maybe just out for a week because there was something with his toe. Schlotterbeck, the new defender that I took from Freiburg, he did something to his shoulder, but played on, mm-hmm. which is uh, not bad in your first. Uh, so Schlotterbeck is a young defender, uh, got a lot of praise. Uh, and also for, for Terzic, who, who came on, uh, Terzic was a coach, Rosa came in for one season, now Terzic back. So that was an important win for Dortmund to give them a bit hope. Right. And uh, as I would have said in any other studio when I'm with ESPN discussing it, there's still a chance. There yeah, is still a yeah, chance. Yeah. I, I th- sometimes I think we German fans, uh, Bundesliga fans, we are a bit like the dumb and dumber, the guy who gets uh, rejected and says one in a million. Yeah. So there is a chance. But still, Bayern can't win the, the league nah. this week. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. And Vatske said it will end sooner or later, but it's just a matter of when. Like my dad used to say, we were in holiday. This will be lost in translation. When we were bored, how long it was. And he said, and as we said, how long, dad? How long, dad? And he would always say, this is the closest we have been. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, Vatska, great. Hopefully in your lifetime. Yeah, wise words from, from granddad there. Yeah. But I guess on that topic then, let's do that before we go into the other stuff. Anadiemi injured and Haller out. Modest now in. 34-year-old. Scored scored an incredible amount of goals first for Cologne a couple of seasons back then got sold went to was it uh, China was it uh, yeah he went to yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and then he returned yeah. and then he scored, goal. he scored again like continued scoring like crazy and now he's he's there how how do you see that fitting in well first of all there are football players who are not the best in their business but always score goals yeah I could put myself in that bracket I always score goals yeah. in every, I've played in four countries I always score my goals yeah. not that I think of my 308 goals in 614 <laughs> games. But, Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I always, score, I always score goals, Marcus. And, but may, I didn't take the last step for the big, big clubs in terms of, of, of table. But then Modest, you have someone... You will know them from English football as well. Yeah. I, I saw one of them, Mitrovic. You yeah. know Mitrovic. He would score goals everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you had Tony Polster back in the days. He scored goals everywhere. And Modest is that kind of, of guy. So I would say... There is a verbal ag- agreement. It's not 100% official, but have, it's a verbal agreement coming from Cologne. Uh, Stefan Baumgart was the guy with a hat. Uh, he was furious that this came out too early. He made that ruin his preparation before the Schalke game. Mm-hmm. Still, still winning 3-1, yeah. so which was good for them. So I think Dortmund has done a good business here. Uh, or, or, or in terms of business, they've done a, a good sport uh, business. Because Modest, when you come to Dortmund, he will score goals. Those kind of players were all the good players he got around him with, with Royce, with with Bellingham, people who can put him in 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 the in the good area. So this is a one-year deal, uh, apparently uh, five million euro uh, fee, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, six million a year. We're all talking euros here, and hopefully then he will can be a understudy uh, till. Uh, to Sebastian Allaire comes back, yeah. uh, hopefully. So I think this is a good deal for Dortmund. In a different universe then, maybe it could have been you if Dortmund were struggling for strikers. You could have scored a pitch with a few goals. Yeah, but the thing is, it's interesting that you ask. And I know you do it for a, for a fun guy. <laughs> no, fun. No, 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 no but it's we interesting. have discussed no, this before. Yeah, no, that, like, in terms it's, of... no, it's interesting because uh, when I scored a lot of goals for Swindon, yeah. it, I would have scored more goals for Manchester United. Yeah. But 
you have to have yeah. that ability to, to get to Manchester yeah, United exactly. to earn your right to go to Manchester United. Yeah. So, so I'm not, uh, I'm not, no tears. Uh, I, I remember back in days I would use Tony Polster again because he did it for Cologne. He did it in Sevilla. He scored for Austria. He scored all the time. And I, I remember I said if he played for Bayern, he would score fifty yeah. because he was that kind of. But that was not the type of player they were looking for. So, so this was a good transfer. And if I may say the next transfer, because I think we are. Uh, going for uh, uh, the next transfer, so it's Timo Werner. Yeah. Timo Werner going to Leipzig. Uh, we all thought that it would be a one-year loan, uh, but uh, the last days, and you saw the interview with uh, he did Tuchel's answer. You thought mm -mm, mm -hmm. this is not uh, going well for the the two Germans. There was like a civil war of the Germans uh, there. There could be different reasons why Timo Werner hasn't been doing well for them. Uh, he's that kind of guy. More. I won't say I don't say it in a negative way, but he's, he's more fragile. Mm -hmm. He is a guy who likes to be at home. He likes his home country. Likes to be close to his family, friends. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, will Timo Werner do well for for Leipzig? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He w he would do brilliant. Yeah. And the business Leipzig has done is that they'll take. They played one one against Stuttgart. Goal scorer and Kunku. Mm -hmm. He just keep on what he did last season. So you have a feeling now. They take Timo Werner. It's okay. And then they take Benjamin Cesko, right. Slovenian striker from Salzburg. I remember, you know, I, I work a lot in, in Salzburg and they praise him. They say this is one of the best talents mm -hmm. they've had at the striking position. And I've had some. Yeah. Last one, Erling Haaland. So Cesko also linked to Manchester United. I never thought that would have happened. Mm -hmm. Well, till I saw Anatovic was linked with him now, then probably I would have taken my shoes off <laughs> yeah, again. That's a, that's a but, 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 but you feel that Cesko is coming in 2023 yeah. so he's staying in by Red Bull Salzburg for another year meaning maybe that Nkunku will be sold in right. the, in one year time yeah well it seems like a sensible progression similar to what Toland did in terms of taking those levels and what you referred to in, in, in your article as well um, if we move on then let's just go through towards the end here some of the other results anything stick to mind I mean again Union Berlin Hertha Berlin and we were discussing in the preview this was a big year for Hertha Berlin. It was a, a big year for Bobic as well. You're, you're, you're a mate, like in terms of the rebuilding he had to do there. Didn't go too well the first year. And then now, not a chance against Union Berlin. Is that just... I saw in terms of members now, Union Berlin have more. Like, what is happening to Hertha Berlin? And it was good that you you, you said didn't say that. Why, why isn't there a good team in Berlin? Because they have a fantastic team yeah. in Berlin. Union Berlin. It's in the old East Germany. Mm -hmm. You East had to versus West. Yeah, East versus West, and you had to go through the wall back in the days. I've done that many times. I'm that old. Yeah. So I went went through Checkpoint Charlie, and I went there with Uwe Rösler. Was quite interesting. Uh, Uwe Rösler played in Germany now as Aarhus as a as a coach. If you're gonna go to one, I will just say that if you want to see one game in Germany, if you've done maybe Dortmund with eighty one thousand, the atmosphere, yeah. Gladbach, Mainz, Frankfurt, so we saw. Allianz Arena, but go to the Alte Försterei. Also, also, was, what Urs Fischer has done by Union Berlin, it's sensational. Yeah. Two Norwegians as well. Yeah. Uh, Rio played now in the weekend. It got great. great uh, yes, very good. He was very Left good. wing back. Yeah. Yeah, he almost scored. And he's, so, yeah. he, he's like a potato. You can use him everywhere. Yeah. He's like unbelievable. And then you have Morten Torsby, who came from Italian football. Yeah. He's there. So uh, what Union Berlin is doing is unbelievable. And what Hertha Berlin doing is unbelievable. Freddy Bobic, as you said, is a good friend of mine. Did a fantastic job at Frankfurt. Need to be praised for everything he, he, he 
he uh, did there, but also what he started. Mm -hmm. And he tried to do the same in Berlin. They had an investor there. The investor, not anymore there, or he's, he's around, but he's just chaos. Then they had a president now, the new president, and he probably is a good guy, yeah. but he used to be a hooligan. Now, now he used to be in that yeah, section of the club. Hooligan is, yeah. a, is a not a good best expression. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was a part of that. So we'll see what's going on. But they started the season so bad, losing 3 uh, 1 uh, against the local rivals, which could have been a new start, and Schwarz, the new coach. Been a terrible start for him after Felix Margaret saved them mm -hmm. miraculously in, in the playoff last season. Yeah, no, I think I believe that's Hertha haven't won in five against Union Berlin. Um, otherwise, unbelievable. yeah, unbelievable. And towards the towards the end, then I guess we have the likes of Cologne winning at home, Freiburg won against struggling Augsburg, and then you have the two that came up, Werder Bremen and Schalke and Werder Bremen with a convincing performance away to a Wolfsburg that there was tied a lot of expectations to. Exactly, and a lot of hope and ambitions yet. Niko Kovac, another football friend of mine, yeah. we met him when I was team manager. I played against him back in the days and when he played for Croatia. Norway beat Croatia 3, I was a team manager. We beat him 2 and he got fired. Uh, but uh, but uh, yes, they were 2-1 and then they got an equaliser. 2-2, uh, great result for Werder Bremen back in uh, among the big boys. They've always been the big boys, but they're back there. Schalke had a goal disallowed. VAR took ages. I saw that goal. For me, that was not an offside, mm -hmm. but given. And it took ages, two, three minutes, to, to find find that out. But we have to say something, because we will talk about him again. Christian Streich, who is the uh, coach of Freiburg. He's been there all his life. Mm -hmm. All his life. Uh, and I always tell this story of the first time I saw him when I worked for Sky. And I saw this guy. I thought there was, I swear to God, I, I thought there was a guy at the warm-up that has jumped over the fence and warming up with his team. Because, Marcus, you had this guy with a tracksuit, like old-fashioned-ish uh, uh, tracksuit, jeans, running with a team and stretching. And I with said... Jeans. With jeans? During the warm-up. <laughs> and I said, and I said to, uh, to Stefan Freund, I said, who is that? Uh. What was going on? And then he said, this is a coach. But Christian Schreich has done a fantastic job uh, with them. Uh, they are nearly uh, Champions League uh, right. potential. And first game of the season, Augsburg. Augsburg put money in, as you know, a lot of signings. Uh, but they won, uh, uh, Freiburg winning 4-0. And the one who scored, Gregorich. Gregorich, yes, I think I made that right. Uh, Derek will uh, have a go at me, if not. <laughs> he made a 1-0 and he came from Augsburg with a 4-0 win. So... Uh, we don't like tables now, but uh, Bayern, of course, <laughs> top of the league after that six point. But top, yeah. Freiburg is back. Freiburg is back, <laughs> top of the league for for Bayern. Nothing new then. Uh, Max Cruz, which is out in contention with uh, yeah. Wolfsburg, We're interesting to see how that. Nico Kovac and Max Cruz, yeah. you never a felt bit that of clash your heads. Yeah. Uh, but that concludes our uh, week one roundup of the Bundesliga, and then uh, we'll catch up in a week. Until next time. Auf Wiedersehen. Thanks for watching and please subscribe. And if you have any comments, any issues, themes that you want us to discuss, give us a comment and we always reply to that. And uh, if you know something that we don't know, which you probably do, just give us a shout.